Welcome to the Kick-Ass Everyday Podcast with your host, me, Tanya Tringali. Let's get ready to be bold, be amazing, and live every day to its fullest with the kick-ass powers of personal development. Oh yes, and full disclosure, there will be a healthy dose of Jersey sarcasm. Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome to episode 74 of Kick-Ass Every Day. I'm going to start off by thanking my returning listeners for coming back. And if you're new here, thank you so much for giving me a try. Together, we will use our combined energy to put out positive vibes and make a difference in our world. Super pumped up for this week's episode, as I get to introduce you to an amazing young woman who is making her mark in the world of digital marketing. Her name is Danielle Paolo, and she's the founder and CEO of the all-female-led team of Creative House Agency, based in Los Angeles, California. Danielle is a Filipino-American, and at the age of 28, has been able to successfully launch her business during the pandemic in 2020. Because of her success, she has been featured in multiple online publications. Danielle's goal is to mainly help both small and big businesses across the United States to adjust to the ever-changing world of marketing. Effective and affordable digital marketing, she believes that is what is needed to help these businesses reach their target audience. I can't wait for you to listen to our interview as we cover lots of important topics that I hope will inspire and encourage more open conversations about how men and women in the world of entrepreneurship can better support one another. Without further ado, meet Danielle. So I want to, hey everyone, welcome um, Danielle to our show. Danielle Palo, she is an entrepreneur and is the owner of Creative House Agency, which is an all-female-led digital marketing agency. And she is here today to share her amazing story of how her business got started, some of the struggles that she's had with it, some of the great um, successes that she's had with it, and really um, more about being a female entrepreneur and what that really means for women going forward and what she has encountered along the way and myself as well, because being on the same boat, it's not always so easy being a woman led business and really putting yourself out there. Um, So again, I want to welcome you, Danielle, to the show. Thank you. I am so excited to be here and thank you for the introduction. Oh, well, it's my pleasure. And I'm really happy um, that you reached out and because I'm looking for more women like yourself um, to be a part of the show. So this is a great um, opportunity for us to have a great conversation. And I think that um, people will really get a lot out of it. So that's my hope. And that will just put that positive energy out there today. <laughs> Manifest that. That's right. <laughs> um, so I want you to go ahead and dive right in and just let me and, and share with us your story about how it even came about that you became an entrepreneur and um, how you got your agency you know, brought it out the way it is right now. Yeah, this is such a funny story. And I feel like I've said this so many times, but I'll never get tired of saying this story of how it actually started. And I wish it was more inspirational than what came out to be. But um, about two to three years ago, I was working a nine to five job as a chief marketing officer and just being 25. And I realized, is this what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? I'm just working this nine to five job, no social life, no love life. Like what else was my purpose? Um, and it just so happened that during the pandemic, the business actually ended up like shutting down. And then I realized, 
I have options here and I have to take a calculated risk of do I want to continue just searching to, or working in corporate or just starting something new. Um, and I think the pandemic really showed um, what it was like to actually not work so much and just enjoy life. And I think during that time in retrospect, everyone just decided or just thought of is this what we want to do? Like we mm -hmm. saw a lot of people that were suffering or dying from it. And it really just had us think of like to reevaluate our life. Um, and I originally didn't want to start a business. I've never thought of myself as an entrepreneur, although I've always just been a manager or a director. Mm -hmm. And it just, I mean, I've just been so blessed and privileged. And I don't want to say that it just fell into my lap, but it's just one day I woke up and had this epiphany of, I've always just managed a team and I've always like, were the, right-hand man of my like bosses or CEOs. So why can I do that for myself? Um, and it was such a risk because I ended up quitting my job right before, like peak pandemic. And I was like, and everyone thought I was crazy. Everyone's like, no, you have such a stable job, just stay. Um, and I was like, no, like, I don't, I don't want to wake up 10 years from now, 20 years from now and being like, oh, I, I'm so glad I stuck at this job that I'm just miserable in. And right, I want to do right. something for myself. And this is the only time for me to do that. Um, and then just within two years, I ended up just starting this female-led agency. And I didn't want it to be like that either. It's just so weird how when you manifest things or think about it um, very so often, it just so happens. And then now when I look at it, I'm like, everything that I wish for five years ago and things that I wanted to do, like, are actually happening. And it's, like, actually, like, here in front of my face now. And I always just have to think back and say, like, I can't believe that. Um, and so now I'm just running... Um, this agency with over like 10 employees now, I have um, half a US team. And then I also work with a lot of like freelancers in the Philippines because I am Filipino. So I love, always love to give back as well. Um, and then now I have like multiple clients like internationally all over the US and they range from like direct to consumers, B2B, cannabis space, um, CB, like CBD as well. And then like everything like service-based industries. And I'm, I'm just really happy to be here. That's so exciting. And I love that, you know, when you talk about manifesting it, because I think that is a big part of how a lot of people um, make big things happen for themselves. You know, it just, you really, you really have become the person that you thought you could be, you know, five years ago, right? That's really what it is. You envisioned it and you just kind of moved yourself forward to that. And yeah, the universe just has a way of working it itself out. It really does. You know, when you put this stuff out there, things come your way. And, and you took a leap of faith, like you said, and crossed that terror barrier of quitting your job, but you knew it was the right thing. You knew you felt it in your gut. And that's really important. Trusting your intuition on things. So I think that's really, I think that's a great story. It's not boring at all. <laughs> I've always been a daydreamer. I just never knew. Like I just started manifesting just about a couple of years ago. I never really understood it, but I did align with it. And then I realized more, I was like, I could daydream, but just have it be more intentional. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that because of that, like then I just started noticing that a lot of my manifestations ended up happening. Um, so it's like, it's crazy. Like your mindset can change everything. And that's ultimately what it was it's just I changed my mindset decided that what I was thinking what my gut was telling me was right and I just had to follow that yeah no I totally align with that and I know the people who um, listen to this podcast will totally align with that as well so that's really great and it's just nice to hear a younger person even talk about that because I am older than you so sometimes I feel <laughs> like I wish young people knew about it like you were I vision you as my younger version of uh, myself because that's where you know, I started with that, those thoughts a long time ago. Right. But it's nice to hear that other people are doing that as well, who are younger, because I think it just sets your life up in a better way. You're just have a much more positive aspect on your life going forward. You just, you don't lose that, you know, you just don't. So 
that's really great. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that for you. Totally cool. Um, so you and I were talking a little bit before we hit the record button here. And um, I know you want to touch on the fact that, um, that you're wondering if there's different expectations for men and versus women entrepreneurs. And I'd love for you to touch on that a little bit and how, what you think it is that revolves around them. Yeah. So just because I'm, I'm fairly new in like the business world or being an entrepreneur, I've noticed that like whenever I tried building a community or just, you know, just seeking more advice about how to run a business, start a business, I realized it was really difficult for me to actually find other female entrepreneurs. And I was like, that's so shocking to me because, you know, I feel like majority of in the, especially in the past five years, statistics shows that there's more um, like small businesses like opening up or like starting right. Um, but I was like, why are they mainly like males? For example, on Forbes, majority of the people on the Forbes list would be males. And it's very rare where it's going to be a woman, let alone a woman of color or mm-hmm. let alone a woman who's like an immigrant, which is which is what I am. So I was like, okay, it's really hard for me to find or even relate to someone like in right. this industry. And then I also noticed like, okay, well, I want to be also that woman entrepreneur. And then I noticed that also when I was in like webinars or seminars or even just explaining um, to other men in the industry, like this is my business, it's, I always noticed like the advice would be so different from what someone would give to me because I'm a female versus someone who would give like another friend of mine who was also an entrepreneur that was a male. And I was like, okay, so there's obviously something here that just seems to be wrong and I just didn't understand what it was. So now it's like my life mission to just put that voice out there, like for other women, like you could do it too, or if if there's more women that realize again, like me, like I don't have anyone to look up to that I could be that for someone else. I mean, for example, right now, I'm really looking into like the owner of Canva because mm-hmm. she's um, from Australia. She's like the richest woman in Australia right now. And she's also Asian. And I was like, I love that. But like, I didn't I know that. Why. I didn't even know that yes. who the owner of Canva was. And I use that all the time. <laughs> so yeah, see, everyone uses Canva. And I think um, she just went public. Um, but she's also on Forbes. And she's also like been in a lot of press lately. And I just really look up to her because I was like, she started this from the beginning. And she's like, again, she's also a female led team. And it was just so inspiring to me just hearing about her story. Um, but then I realized, and this is also my fault too, because I was like, in the beginning when they didn't, I didn't know her name, I assumed it was also like a male owner. Okay. And I was like, so yeah. I'm also part of it. It's because right. of the society that I grew up in that like, I just assumed that unless it's stated that it's a female owned, that my head will automatically think it's owned by a male. Right. And why is that? And that's a big <laughs> question we have to ask. You know, and I think even though it is 2022, I think we still are not that far from when it was all men, right? It really is not that long when you think about it, you know? Yeah. Um, just even for me myself, I don't have... And there's no one in my family who ever owned a business, right? Not at all. Now, my husband comes from a different perspective because his family, he had a family business, right? So again, it's like, it's, if it's not present, I think for you on some personal level, sometimes it's really hard to even imagine yourself doing that. Like I always did, but I didn't have necessarily that role model to really look up to, you know? So I grew up in the eighties, you know, so all my role models are for eighties women, you know, uh, working girl. I talk about it all the time because that movie I could just totally relate to wanting to get that corporate life and to move up that ladder. And I grew up right outside of New York. So I think it's, it's hard to find, but there was no women entrepreneurs that were movie stars. (laughs) It didn't even exist. Right. So if you didn't have a no personal person or couldn't find it in the movies, it was really hard to find that. I think you 
growing up in this time period and having the internet, I think that maybe that is made it more accessible to find, or at least see those types of people out there, you know, I think, which is great. And I, for the internet, for all the bad stuff it has, I always found that it's really has some great positive things and really helps to um, open doors for a lot of people. So I always, again, look at the positive side of it versus the negative, but um I'm glad that you brought this topic up because I think it's not something that people really talk about or even think that it's a problem unless you are a woman and just trying to start your own business and you've encountered those types of things, or maybe you haven't, maybe you have family members who are already business owners and you can have those as, as role models. But if you're a person mm-hmm. like you're myself, or we didn't have that, it's really important to be able to at least know where to seek out those people, right? It's just a knowledge thing again. So it's great that you're talking about that. Yeah, and I like that you mentioned that now, like I'm in this digital space of social media and how more accessible it could be from just a simple search on Google or just looking right. it up on Instagram, but it's still fairly hard. Like I was mentioning earlier, like even when I'm trying to build my community, it was really mm-hmm. hard to find other women entrepreneurs. Um, and I have more like resources too. So I can't even imagine what it would be like before social media became a thing to find that. <laughs> So it's like, if I'm struggling, I don't know how else, like, yeah. cause even when I'm searching up, it's not like people are typing in all the time. Like I'm a woman entrepreneur. I'm a woman of color. Right. But I've noticed now, like a lot of um, entrepreneurs or small businesses have dimension, like, mm-hmm. like who you are and what you're starting. Like my whole business is pretty much is marketed on. I'm a female led team. I'm a person of color. Like, mm-hmm. and this is how I run my business. But other than that, I noticed like a lot of people always have to mention that. And I was like, wow, that's, I thought it was just more of like a marketing sense or SEO, but then mm-hmm. I started noticing no, it's because you want people to find you. And the only way they will is if you start inputting that everywhere on your branding. Like right. I'm a woman, I'm a like woman, like entrepreneur or woman owner, I'm a woman of color and I'm a female led team. But I was like, I wish we could just change that narrative and we could just always assume like it could be a woman too. Right. Like I actually just had this instance where one of my friends went to like a doc um, to a doctor and then um, she actually it was like a wife and husband and we just got so mixed up and it was just so funny because when they said doctor just assumed it was the male doctor but it was the woman who owned it they just had the same last name and I was like see even for me this still happens where I feel like I'm very self-aware about it but because I grew up in that way that when people mentioned doctor I assumed it was always going to be a male doctor or not a female doctor and I was really shocked to have a female doctor walk in and be like you own this he's like yes I do me and my husband, but I own, I started it. And I was like, oh my God, here, see, it's happening to me too. So then that just shows you, right. It always has to start with us first, right? That's the only way to change. You always have to start with yourself first. And then eventually that is what you will see. You know, you will see that change other places, but it's always going to start with the internal first, (laughs) because I know I've, you know, I've seen that in myself too, but you're right. You, it, it is a mindset and a way, a different way of looking at things. And as a society, we're, moving towards that. I think it's just going to be slowly moving towards that, <laughs> you know, um, but at like least we're going to- a lot of people don't talk about it either. No. Like I feel like it's a topic where I mentioned in my girlfriends who work in corporate and they're just like, Oh yeah, now that you're mentioning it, I noticed that is true. And I'm like, but you never notice this yourself, like working they're like, no, it's definitely a conversation that you have to just be enlightened on. Because mm-hmm. I feel like people are so used to like how it is in the workforce that they kind of forget like this is probably not right. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But again, it's it's having those conversations with people. And I think you just have to be willing to have them, um, which this is a good start, right? This is you're having it here with, you know, with the audience that's listening. And 
Um, when I promote this show, I will be having that conversation as well and do an entire post about that because I think it's really, and I think people want to hear that, you know, I think everyone wants to know that they are um, improving themselves, right. And improving their mindset and being more open-minded. And because I just think that just helps everybody in general as a society, when we're just are free to talk about things and not feel like, Oh, I hope I'm not offending somebody today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's always been really scary too in social media. When you have an opinion, there's always going to be someone who won't really accept it or align with it. And that's okay. Like, that's okay. Like I don't take things personal ever. I just don't because I recognize 99% of the time it's not me. Right. It's just the the person's perspective. And so that I don't take things personal and people say things to me either because yeah, you need to have a you thick know. skin to be on social media for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, you have to have a thick skin if you're gonna be on social media for sure. You just can't can't be sensitive to everything. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> oh, that's so cool though. Um, so let me ask you something else too. So what would be your best advice for a young woman looking to follow in your footsteps? What are some things that you wish maybe that you had known um, then that you only found out along the way or that would have helped you maybe with your journey, not be so bumpy or whatever, you know, just some helpful things that, you know, now that, you know, looking in the rearview mirror, um, that would have been helpful had you known them then. I mean, I love this question and I always still continue to ask myself this, but I would say one thing that I wish um, I could tell other women who want to be in this space is find your community and build it. Like you need to have the support. Being an entrepreneur, especially being a woman, like I said, it's really hard. Um, And you're going to notice like you're going to feel really alone sometimes and it's going to be really hard to you to hard for you to find people that you can relate to so first and foremost before you start anything like try to get the support system that you need and if you could build like really strong community of other women or even just people you look up to do it um there's been and I think this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs don't talk about either is how hard it really is um although there's a lot of successes and highlights it's like the everyday like tribulations that you go through that like you feel like a lot of people can't relate to because I've noticed a lot of entrepreneurs don't talk about it. They always talk about like their successes, but it's not relatable. You know, like you making millions of dollars or you like sustaining your business or expanding it. I'm like, that's great. But one one thing that I've always searched for, it was just like the honest, genuine and raw truth of what it's like day to day for an entrepreneur. And I just never heard of it. you know, I've done, I've seen a lot of um, podcasts, or I, I went to a lot of uh, one of the um, what are I the TED talks. Yes, and was, it's so like false positive, and I'm just like, okay, but let's be real. Like it's it's been hard, especially when you're starting a business, or even if whether you started your business um, before the pandemic, during, or even like mm-hmm. now, it's still hard. And I always used to be really scared to admit like, you know, there's been struggles or my business has failed multiple times before it got to where it was. Or even till this day, I'm still being burnt out. But yeah. no one talks about that part. Everyone just always wants to be like, oh, I'm doing great. And I'm like, I I think those things can coexist. I could still be a, a mess, but still be a work in progress and it's still fine. Um, and that's just also like a narrative that I want to showcase is like, although things are good, I could still have really bad days and it doesn't mean I'm not making progress. I agree. I, it's so funny. One of my last podcasts, I, I made a statement on there. I still laugh about it now because it's so true. Like some days you'll feel like you have your shit together, like unamazingly. And then there's other days where that same shit hits the fan. I mean, it just does. Like there's just no getting around it. <laughs> yeah. And that's normal. That's yeah. completely normal. I used to think like, oh, if like a whole month, like I'm not okay, then like 
things are going good. And I'm like, no, like I, and I felt like this, I had to tell myself and start being very kind to myself. Like mm-hmm. I could have a really good week and just cry for two days. But I am still okay. Like things are going to be okay. I'm still doing well. It's just, it's, it's human nature and it's just feelings and I'm allowed to feel them. My feelings are valid. And I just had to also change my mindset. Like we said, of it's, it's, it's okay. I'm going to be okay. And just because every day it's not shits and giggles that like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I want to feel every realm of emotion and that's how I know I'm alive. No, I completely agree with you on that. I think when you, when you shut that part off, when you try not to feel things, I think that's when you get yourself into trouble too. So feeling, feeling, you know, is your emotions are always going to be your guide for everything. So you definitely always want to um, make sure that you're paying attention to them and not ignoring them and not stuffing them down. Cause that's really when we get ourselves into trouble when we do that. So definitely. Yeah. And it's not a, there's not a weak thing, right? It's not weak to have feelings and emotions. Yes. So sorry. It's just not, you know, um, feelings change like every five minutes. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And I just go through the waves. Oh, wait till you go through menopause, Danielle. <laughs> I'm like, I feel because, like I've been preparing for this for my whole life. Oh, I know. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I really want to, I really want to thank you for coming on today. Cause I think you really, um, you really told your story honestly and really gave some great advice to people and really made people think about um, women entrepreneurs, especially maybe and look at them in a different way. Um, And maybe this will encourage other women entrepreneurs. I'm hoping to step out there and talk about it and really be accessible to other younger women or women of any age, really, who are really looking to become an entrepreneur themselves. Because I think that it's really important to find a mentor, um, for me, my mentors always came out of books. I never had an a in-person mentor. So I try to be that for other people though. When people ask me questions, I'm more than happy to answer those questions and help in any way that I can. Cause I just know that just helps all of us, right? It helps everyone um, to really be at their best. And that's what personal development is all about anyway. So um, I think this is a really great conversation. I'm glad that we had it. And I know that everyone's going to get a lot out of it. So thank you so much for coming on. I'll put links to Danielle's um, business in the show notes on my website. And uh, and I encourage everyone to check it out and check out her Instagram page. There's a lot of great stuff on there as well. And to reach out to her, ask questions, right, Danielle? <laughs> yes, definitely. I love to have this open conversation. Well, I can tell you're really, you're a personality, you have a great personality and I feel like I really connected with you today. So I know that the listeners will connect with you also. So thanks so much for coming on and for sharing. And uh, yeah, we will catch up with you soon. Thank you. Okay. I hope you all enjoyed my conversation with Danielle and that you check out her website and Instagram page. You can find the links in the show notes. Have a great week and don't forget to invite your friends to listen and subscribe so that we can continue this amazing journey together and kick ass every day. Till next time.